juicy strawberry. As the sun rose over Plumpton Village on a beautiful summer's morning, Etta Earth pottered around her kitchen garden, nattering away to her plants, shrubs and trees. How are you this morning? She asked, the blueberries bending down to inspect them closely. Not blue enough. She stood to walk on when a kerfuffle by the strawberry patch caught her attention. Oh my, that is a lot of noise for a strawberry patch. Whatever could be the matter? Wow. Oh, Etta, there you are. Chirped Blue, Etta's feathery friend. You must sit down and get ready for a wonderful surprise. Oh, I do love surprises. Etta immediately plonked her bottom down on the wooden bench as Blue flapped excitedly around her head. This made Etta giggle. <laughs> Look, sang Blue and moved himself out of the way, revealing a grinning Spike the Hedgehog who was holding a rather fine-looking strawberry. Etta's eyes widened. This year's strawberries were quite possibly the largest, plumpest and juiciest yield Etta Earth had ever grown. Spike hurried over to the bench and proudly presented Etta a particularly plump-looking specimen. Here you go, Etta. Thank you, Spike. Oh, my. It is the perfect shade of red. Oh, please taste as scrumptious as you look. Etta squeezed her eyes tightly shut and took a bite. Oh, the perfect balance of juicy sweetness. We must pick them all at once. Etta rushed back to her cottage to fetch her picking basket. In a flash, she was back at the strawberry patch, kneeling on the ground, picking the juicy berries. Oh, morning, Etta. The body the sleepy voice belonged to was cleverly camouflaged by the leaves, but Etta knew straight away that it was her little friend, Trixie the caterpillar. Morning, Trixie. Are you hungry? This was a silly question because Trixie was always hungry. Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm rather ravenous. Oh, good. You must try one of my delicious strawberries. I think they might be my best yet. Tell me what you think. Oh, why, thank you. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, Etta, they are a triumph. By the time Petra the post lady appeared with Etta's mail, Etta had picked and washed all the ripe strawberries and began to place them into punnets ready for her Plumpton friends. Oh, Etta, your strawberries look so scrumptious. They're making me mouth water. Then you simply must try one, Petra. Oh, mm, so sweet, so juicy. Oh, Etta, they are utterly scrumptious. Petra told everyone she met in Plumpton that morning about Etta's juicy strawberries. By lunchtime, the whole village was talking about them. By tea time, a long queue had formed outside Etta's garden gate. In fact, the entire town was queuing up to taste Etta's strawberries and by sunset, they had all gone, except for the punnet Etta had saved for her friends, Blue, Spike and Trixie. That evening, they all sat in Etta's kitchen garden, enjoying the fruits of her hard work. <laughs> the next morning, Etta woke, stretched, oh. and then remembered how happy her strawberries had made the people of Plumpton. Oh, my strawberries made everyone so happy. I can't wait to see what goodies my garden has for them today. Then she hopped out of bed 
and got herself ready for her very favourite hobby, gardening. However, when Etta opened her curtains, she got a shock. Oh my! The people of Plumpton all seemed to be queuing outside her garden gate again. Etta hurried downstairs to find out what they all wanted. She didn't have to wait long, for as soon as the villagers saw Etta, they began to shout for more strawberries and wave their empty punnets in the air. Uh, Blue! Blue flew over to her at once. He had seen the queue and was a little worried. How many ripe strawberries are there today? I'll go and check. Please hurry! Etta flashed Blue a slightly panicked look then slowly made her way over to the eager crowd. Morning, everyone. Etta, Etta, let's have a photo of you and your strawberry fans for the Plumpton Gazette. Etta, your strawberries are wonderful. How did you do it? Oh, yes, Etta, you have the most talented green fingers in Plumpton. Tell us your secret. Oh, Etta, please say some scrummy, juicy strawberries to share. Oh, help. At that moment, Blue flew back and whispered discreetly into Etta's ear. There are only small, unripened, green strawberries left, Etta. What shall we do? Oh, my. I I'm not sure. Thank you, Blue. Oh, thank you all so much for your very kind words. Um, there is a slight problem. The next yield isn't quite ready. Oh, no! When will they be ready, Etta? Yes, Etta. How much longer is this little boy going to have to wait? I do just need to go and check on my patch, but they probably won't be ready for a few days. At least... <laughs> the little boy began to cry so loudly that Etta could hardly hear herself. So three days? Asked the reporter. You heard it here, everyone. Three days. The reporter began to scribble in his notebook. Come on, everyone. Etta has work to do. We'll be back in three days. Oh, no! Uh, they might not be. No one was listening. The crowd had already begun to walk away, muttering miserably to each other. Three days, Etta. Do you really think the strawberries will be ready by then? No. Not really. I mean, I hope so. Oh, Etta. She rushed off to fetch her watering can. If the strawberries stood any chance of being ready, they would need lots of water. As Etta showered the strawberry plants, she noticed something on the leaves. Oh no! Pesky aphids! Shoo! Go on, shoo! But the aphids didn't take any notice of Etta, so she called her friends the ladybirds, who loved to eat naughty aphids for breakfast, lunch and tea. Hello, ladybirds. Hello, Etta. Isn't it a fine morning? It is a fine morning. You must be feeling peckish. Luckily for you, there are lots of tasty aphids on these leaves. Feel free to help yourselves to as many as you like. Oh, thank you, Etta. Don't mind if we do. Etta fussed around the strawberry patch all day, weeding, watering and adding compost from her compost heap to feed the soil with lots of natural goodness. After a short break for lunch, Etta rushed back over to the strawberries. Trixie, 
Um, what exactly are you doing? Um, I was just looking for a yummy treat. My tummy is a little hungry. I see. Let me just take you over to the blueberries, which are very nearly ready. I'm sure you'll find something suitable. In fact, just look at this comfy green leaf. This is probably a much better home for you, don't you think? Well, well I do like the strawberry patch. It's my favourite place to sleep. No, no, Trixie. I think you'd be much better off over here. Oh. That evening, as Etta stood staring at the green strawberries, she noticed a ruffling of leaves at the far end of the strawberry patch. Who is that in my strawberry patch? It's only me, Etta. Spike, what are you doing? I I've been eating up the slugs for you, but I'm a bit bored of them now and I was wondering if there might be a ripe strawberry or two going spare. Certainly not, you greedy hedgehog. Now, if you've quite finished gobbling slugs, please could you kindly leave my strawberry patch? Well, I was only trying to help you, Etta, but I won't bother again. And with that, Spike skulked off in a huff. Etta knew that no matter how much she fussed and watched, wished and hoped, the strawberries were still far from being ready to eat. After a sleepless night, Etta woke up determined to make her strawberries grow. I can't do this, she exclaimed and got ready in a hurry and rushed out to her strawberries. Oh my, is that... I think it is. There is one red strawberry. Hooray! Her heart skipped a beat and she was hopeful for a few seconds. But as she got closer, who could she see tucking into her only ripe strawberry for breakfast? Trixie! What do you think you're doing? Trixie was shocked. Etta had never told her off for eating anything in her garden before. In fact, Etta was always very generous to the creatures in her kitchen garden, as she knew they all helped her to grow her produce in their own unique ways. One day, Trixie would become a butterfly and she would help the bees to pollinate Etta's plants. Spike the hedgehog eats the mischievous slugs that feast on the leaves. Blue eats the little bugs, the ladybirds eat the aphids, and the microbes, beetles and worms keep the soil fertile. And so it goes on. Everyone has their own little job to do. However, today a rather cross Etta picked up poor Trixie and marched her back across the garden. I pitch you over here, away from my strawberries, so that you wouldn't eat them. Oh. I don't have enough for all the villagers, and now they are getting very cross with me for not making them grow faster. Suddenly, Etta had an idea. Last time she had visited the garden centre, she had seen an advert for a spray that gave plants a boost and helped them to grow faster. But should I? Uh, I probably shouldn't. Or should I? Pardon, Etta. You're mumbling. I, c I can't quite hear you. Never you mind. Now, stay away from my strawberries, you naughty girl. Etta placed Trixie carefully onto the leaf. Back at the strawberry patch, Etta examined the berries and the leaves. Oh, there are still too many pesky aphid flies. It's probably nothing the ladybirds can't handle, but then again, in the garden centre there is a spray that can help the ladybirds move the aphids on. 
Maybe I'll just pop along and take a little look. Etta got completely carried away. She filled her trolley with soil fertiliser. That promised... Magnificent green leaves and tasty berries! Oh! A grow-faster liquid for gardeners in a hurry. That claimed to produce... Instant results! Yes! A spray for keeping fruit-eating bugs and aphids away. And slug pellets that boasted to keep... Even the most troublesome slugs at bay. Perfect! Etta knew that Blue would not approve, so she tiptoed through the garden gate, looking left and right, up and down, to make sure he wasn't around. Once she was certain he was nowhere to be seen, she began to spray and scatter all the helpful products she had bought. <laughs> A little spray for you. <laughs> oh, and you. Oh, would you like some too? Course you would. Hi, Etta. Oh, oh, oh. Etta jumped up into the air. Blue laughed and then he began to cough. <coughs> <coughs> what is that? <coughs> this? Oh, they, it's nothing. <coughs> nothing, replied Etta in a fluster, trying to hide the various sprays and pellets from view. And what are all those things over the soil? Can Spike eat those, Etta? <coughs> Blue was getting a little suspicious. Just at that moment, one of the ladybirds flew along to help himself to an aphid feast, when he also began to cough. <coughs> Etta, there's bug sprays all over these leaves. We can't eat the aphids now. <coughs> Etta, Earth, what have you done? Oh, be quiet. This is my garden, Blue, and I will do whatever I must to help my strawberries grow. You mean to grow quickly to save you the embarrassment <coughs> of having to tell the villagers <coughs> that the strawberries are still not ready? That is not true, fibbed Etta, and she crossed her fingers behind her back. Etta, you said that sprays are really bad for all the creatures that live in your garden. <coughs> I haven't used that much. Just enough to give my strawberries a little boost. Blue was so upset and his cough was giving him a headache. So he flew away in disgust. Moaning, Etta! Came a voice from over the fence. It was dizzy disaster. Oh, no! Gasped Etta and quickly turned away, pretending not to see Dizzy. I don't think that was Dizzy disaster, was it? No, no, I don't think it was, said Etta with her eyes tightly closed. Everyone knew that seeing Dizzy was usually a warning that disaster was about to strike. For the rest of the day, Etta squirted her new miracle sprays. <laughs> Just a little here. Oh, and maybe a touch for you over there. One by one, the creatures who had always helped her organic garden began to pack up their belongings and leave. Even Blue and Spike had left in a huff. Etta, your new miracle sprays are so stinky and horrible that we are leaving. Go then. See if I care. The more creatures that left the garden, the more sprays Etta needed. Never mind. Slowly but surely, all the insects disappeared. And because the wind had blown the sprays to the trees and hedges, all the birds that had been happily nesting decided to move on. Etta looked around her once busy garden to find there were no bees or butterflies for pollination, no ladybirds to eat the aphids, 
and no birds to eat the bugs. Even the worms and microbes that made the soil rich had packed up their bags. It's stinky around here, I'm off. Wait for me, I'm coming with you. I'm coming too. The evening before the villagers were due to return, the strawberries had finally begun to ripen. See? I told Blue the strawberry plants just needed a little boost. However, they didn't look plump or the perfect shade of red like the first yield. In fact, these strawberries were half the size. Etta tasted one. Oh my, you're not the same balance of juicy sweetness at all. Etta had no choice. She couldn't possibly disappoint the people of Plumpton again. So she picked the berries, rinsed them thoroughly of all the sprays and put them in punnets, ready for the demanding villagers the next morning. <laughs> Etta Earth woke to the sound of the gathering crowd outside her garden gate. She nervously peeked out from behind her curtain. Oh my, there is rather a lot of people today. The little boy who had been so upset was there, the reporter from the Plumpton Gazette, and to Etta's horror, dizzy disaster could be seen right at the back, daydreaming up at the clouds. Oh, help! As the villagers saw her appear with a tray of strawberries, they all began to cheer. Oh, Etta! She did it! The reporter from the Plumpton Gazette hurried over and began to take a photo of Etta and her strawberries. But Etta didn't look very happy it, at Etta. all. Come on, give us a smile. That's it. One for the camera. One more, one more. Hold it there. There we go. Let me help you with those strawberries. We've kept the good people of Plumpton waiting long enough. Uh, um, uh, OK, if we must. With that, the reporter began passing the punnets around the crowd. Like some strawberries. Oh, thank you. Strawberries all round, everyone. Wait a minute. These strawberries are nothing like the last batch. They certainly aren't as deliciously sweet. Eh, hey, yuck. They're not very juicy either. And they are too small, said an old lady with her nose all wrinkled up in disgust. Everyone began to grumble and plonk their punnets back on the tray. Etta Earth lets down strawberry fans. You'll make the front page. But, but I... I... Etta felt terrible. It was no use. Everyone returned the strawberries and stomped off in a huff. All except for one person, that is. Oh, Etta. I know exactly what's happened here. Etta looked up to see Bod Biodiversity looking at her with sympathetic eyes. Etta, did you tamper with Mother Nature? Yes. You know, Etta, nature is a magical balance. Once disturbed, can cause all sorts of trouble. Just look, wear a spike and blue, your best friends. And Trixie? Oh, Etta, if you had left your strawberries to grow naturally, as you always have done, you would still have all your friends. And the plumpest, juiciest strawberries in Plumpton. Oh, dear. I have been silly. I just hope the Blue, Spike and Trixie can forgive me and come home. As long as you don't use any more nasty sprays, your friends will eventually return home. Bod was right. Before long, Etta's garden was a hive of activity once more. And Etta promised to be patient. I will never tamper with Mother Nature's work again. <laughs>